On the Pasuk Vanasim Eviyu Esavni Ashoyam that the Nasim brought, these precious stones that were going to be used for the Eifoid and the Choshen and some of the other special things that they brought, Rashi quotes the words Vanasim Eviyu and explains and says the following, Amr Abnosan, why is it that the Nasim, when it came to the Chanukah Samizbeach, the dedication of the Mizbeach, which is discussed in Pashas Nasi, why is it that over there they gave first? Whereas over here, when donating for the Mishkan, they didn't donate right from the beginning. The reason what, ha- what had happened was the Nesim had originally said, let the Tzibur, let the congregation give whatever they give. Whatever they will be missing, we will fill, we will give to that. Once the Tzibur, once they gave everything, as the Pasuk says, that there was plenty, there was enough from what the Tzibur brought. So the Nesim said, what are we supposed to do now? So they went ahead and they brought these precious stones and so on. And that's why when it comes to the Chanukah HaMizbeach, the dedication of the Mizbeach, they give immediately, they give, they give right away. Rashi concludes by saying that because they were lax in giving the donations of air right from the beginning, there's a letter missing from their name, and that's why it says the words Vahanasim without a Yud. So simply we learn, and this is what Mepharshim say, that Rashi is trying to clarify that since the Torah mentions the donations of the Nasim after all the other donations of the Mishkan, so it makes sense to say that the Nasim gave it at the very, very end. Now, we cannot say, in other words, the Rebbe is preempting something that we may have suggested, that perhaps their Nadova is only, their donation is being mentioned at the end, only because that's the order in how the things need to be brought. Because as we see when Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu in the beginning of Parsha's Truma, and when Moshe Rabbeinu commands the Yidin in the beginning of our Parsha, so the command for the donations of the Avne Shoyam and the Avne Miluim, the oil for illuminating, and the Psamim for the Shem and Amishcha and for the Ketoyros Asamim, these are the things that the Nesim bring. So maybe the reason is because in the command from Hashem to Moshe and Moshe to the Yidden, these actually are mentioned at the very, very end of all other donations, at the end of the 13 things mentioned. So we can't say that, why not? Because if that's the case, then first of all, the Pasuk should have said, this Pasuk Vanasim Heviu, right after the Pasuk that discusses all of the donations that were brought by the Yidden, instead of bringing it after another few psukim, which just start discussing already how the women were spinning the wool and the different jobs that the women did and so on, which is already not discussing anymore the donations that were brought for which we were commanded, but rather things that are being done with the donations. Point number two, if that's the case, that it's only because these items are mentioned last in Hashem's command, why does the Pasuk generally have to separate what the Nesim brought separate to what all the other Yidden brought as far as their donations. From all of this we understand, seemingly, that the Pasuk is trying to emphasize the idea that the Nesim actually brought their donation at the very, very end. Now, of course, this wouldn't be understood in, in Pshutish Mikra. How does it make sense that the Nesim Yisrael should withhold their donations till after everyone else brings their donations? And this is what the Mepharshim say, that this is why Rashi, explains that what had happened was is that the Nesim had made this calculation, let the Tzibur, let the community first bring all all their donations. If there'll be anything missing, they will bring. And bottom line was, as Rashi explains, that it was because they were lazy, that that they were lax in bringing it, etc. 
This is the way we understand the Rashi simply. The Rebbe says, however, it's very difficult to understand the Arichus in what Rashi says. Number one, in the question, when Rashi says, why did the Nesiyim donate by the Chanukah Samizbeach first? Why is it relevant over here when we're speaking about the Chanukah Samishkan to understand why they donated by the Chanukah Samizbeach first? The question over here would be, in our Pasuk, why is it that they're not donating right away? So Rashi should have brought those words from Rab Nosson. Why is it that the Nesim are not donating right away? Number two, when we give the answer, so again there's a question. Why is it relevant the whole explanation of what the Nesim are saying? Let the Tzibur give first. And what they're missing, we're going to give. Seemingly, the main point is, and Rashi should have said this just briefly, that the bottom line was that they were lazy and they missed out. And that's why eventually they'll give first. Then the Rebbe asks regarding the actual thing itself, how does it even make sense to say that the whole reason the Pasuk is separating the Nedava, the donation of the Nesim, not mentioning them together with the other Nedavis, rather all the way at the end, even after what the women had done, is only to come along and tell us that the Nesim were lazy. Usually we know that the Torah doesn't try to speak disgracefully even about a non-kosher animal. So the Torah is just coming to tell us that they're lazy over here. The Rebbe says we need to understand some other specific wordings in Rashi itself. And the Rebbe mentions a number of things. First of all, the Rebbe says there seems to be a contradiction within what Rashi says. From the fact that Rashi says that Kivon she'ishlimu tzibur esakoil, once the tzibur gave everything, as the Pasuk says, that there was enough of everything, it seems clear that the Tzibur had brought everything that was necessary for the Meleches HaMishkan, for the work of the Mishkan. How does that fit with the fact that then we say, but there was missing the Avnei Shoyam and the Avnei Miluim for the Eifed and the Cheshen. There's also missing the spices and the oil for the Shemen HaMishcha and for the Ketoyeres HaSamim. So seemingly, not everything was given. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, since the Tzibur did give everything, and they gave with such generosity, as the Pasuk itself says, Mar they gave so much, they brought a lot, and Dayim, there was plenty, and even more, and so on. Why is it, in fact, that these Nedavos were brought by the Nesim? Why didn't the rest of the Yidin bring these Nedavos if they were being so generous? And then the Rebbe says, we need to understand another thing from the other, on the other hand. Why is it that the Nesim were mitzayr, they were upset, and saying, what could we do now? And this is why the Balchanukas HaMizbeach, they're going to give first. Seemingly, they gave such important, such great things for the Mishkan and for the Big Day Kuhunas. Why are they upset? They gave beautiful things. The Rebbe asks another question. Rashi says, that the Nesim said, let them first donate whatever they're going to donate. And the Rebbe asks, seemingly it would have been sufficient if Rashi would have just said what he does say, that Nesim said, what the Yidin will be missing, we're going to complete. Why does it, we also have to have these words, let them first give whatever they give. Then the Rebbe asks another question. What's the emphasis, and what they are going to be missing, or is even more than that, what they're going to cause something lacking. It seems to be that the Yidin are going to make something chaser, 
In other words, there's something that they should have done and they're going to cause a certain chisarin over here. Seemingly, it should have just said simply, whatever they're not going to bring. Especially that the Lashon HaPosik is, is, the, is the wording um, of similar to uh, the Pasuk says, etc. In other words, what they brought. The Rebbe also asks, what does this mean, ma What should we do? Why don't they say, what should, and whatever they, but then Asiyim said, what should we bring now, now that everything has been done? What does it mean, ma'aleinu lasois? And finally, the Rebbe asks one more question. And the Rebbe asks, why is it relevant, relevant over here, the name of the one who said it, Rab Nosson? As we discussed many times, Rashi only quotes the name of the Baal HaMaimer, the name of the one who said it, when somehow this is answering some difficulty that a Talmud Mamulach, that an extra smart Talmud, extra sharp Talmud might ask in the Psukim or in the, in the Rashi. So what is being added over here by adding the name Reb Nosen? So the Rebbe says in Siv Dalet that this will all be understood by first examining the wording of Reb Nosen himself and the, and the order of what he asks. Reb Nosen says, Maro Nesim, why did they give by the Chanukah Samizbeach first? And by the Melechah Samishkan, they didn't give first. In other words, what's Rab Nassim asking? He's asking not why they did not give by the Melechah Samishkan first. That's not his question. He's actually asking it the other way around. Why did they give first by the Chanukah Samizbeach? Let's look also on the answer of Rab Nassim. He says, therefore they gave by the Chanukah Samizbeach first. Because of what happened in the other place. In other words, there seems to be a chidush that they gave first by Chanukah Samizbeach, and that's what's bothering Rab Nassim. Rab not so much why they gave here last, but why they gave there first. So the question is, the Rebbe says it's very surprising. Number one, why is this a question why they're giving first? Nesiyah Yisrael, the leaders of the Yidden, shouldn't that be the case that they should be giving first? Number two, the Rebbe says, the other way around, if the question, in fact, is of why they're giving by the Chanukah Samizbeach first, but by in our case it makes sense why they're giving last, then why is Rashi bringing this question in our Parsha at all? Why doesn't he wait for Parsha's Nosoi in the case of the Chanukah Samizbeach and ask over there why they're giving first? So the Rebbe says that actually this last point is actually going to be the key to the answer. By bringing this question, Maro Nesim, what, why, why did the Nesim bring over there first? Rashi is actually coming not to answer why the Nesim are bringing their Nidava last over here and that it was laziness and so on and so forth. In fact, it's completely the other way around. Rashi is actually coming to explain our Pasuk here that what the Nesim, when the Nesim brought their Nedova at the end, generally speaking, this is actually the correct way of doing things. In fact, the question is, on the Chanukah Samizbeach, why did they bring over there first? In other words, when Rashi says over here, Omar Abnosan, Maron, Nesim, Chulu, why did the Nesim bring over there first? He's not bringing it as a question for Parshas Nosoi. It's actually coming to help us understand what's going on in our Pasuk over here. How do, how do we understand this? So the Rebbe says as follows. Why should have the, the Nesim actually brought their donation at the end? 
Why is that the right way? So Rashi brings Amru Nesim. The Nesim said, let the tzibur, let the congregation bring first whatever they bring, and whatever will be missing, we will be mashlim, we will make up. In other words, the job, the task of a Nasi is, that first and foremost, he has to put in all of his effort that the Yidin are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And only then could he start thinking about what he is going to do. In fact, we see this already in a previous Rashi. On the Pasuk, Vayered Moshe Minahar Elam. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from the mountain to the people. Rashi says, Malamudus teaches us that Moshe didn't go to his own private affairs, but rather he went straight from the mountain to the people. So the Rebbe says, seemingly in that case, it's not understood. Why is this such a chidush? That Moshe Rabbeinu went right to give over the message from Hashem to the Yidin and not going to deal with his own affairs. Obviously that's what he's going to do. So the Rebbe says that the pshat over there and the chidush over there is, that he didn't go to his own affairs doesn't only mean his physical things that he needs to take care of by himself and for himself. We're mainly referring to his affairs related to his shlichus itself, to the union of Matan Torah itself. He didn't go to take care of his own preparations for Matan Torah, including even being ready and prepared and deserving to be Moshe Kibble, Torah Messinai. Rather, what is his Seder? Being a Nasi by Yidin. First and foremost comes the needs of the Yidin. So therefore he doesn't even take care of his own spiritual level, so to speak. But he right away goes to take care of the shlichus of the Eibishter to see that what the Yidin need to have to get the message from Hashem. And only then could he start thinking about his own ruchni, his affairs between him and Hashem, including all of his achonois to Matan Torah. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true over here with these Nasim. The first task of a Nasi is to be concerned about that the Tzibur should give their donations. Yidin should be giving as much as they can. And therefore... What do the Nesim say? What's this expression? And what they're going to be missing. It doesn't say what they're not going to bring. Because these Nesim, as their task of Nesim, they demanded and they wanted to make sure that the Eden are going to bring everything within their power and their ability. And therefore you can't say what they're not going to bring, which could imply that they have some things, they're not just not bringing it. No, the Nesim are going to make sure that anything they can bring, they're going to bring. Of course they're going to bring it. The only thing could happen is umasha mechasrin. There could be certain things that are actually missing that they can't bring. Furthermore, mechasrin means, as we said before, they made it go missing. That means to say that they had it earlier. We know that previously the Yidin had so much from the spoils of Mitzrayim and the spoils of the Yam as Rashi had brought already. And furthermore, they also have all the desire to bring as much as possible. But it's, it could also be that possibly they're not going to have some of these things because maybe they used it already earlier for some other mitzvah, for a mitzvah that was timely, a mitzvah that might pass. In other words, they may have somehow spent these things already or used these things already. So the Nesim said, if there's something that the Eden won't have, then that's what we're going to be mashlim. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the expression of Rashi, that once the Tzibur gave everything, the Nesim said, what should we do now? doesn't say, what should we bring now? What does it mean, what should we do now? In other words, we're not only speaking about what should we bring now for the Nadavis of the Mishkan. What they're really saying is, what should we do now in our task as a Nasi? In other words, once the Tzibur brought everything ready, Yidin did everything within their ability, 
So now the Nasim are saying, what's our task as a Nasi? Since basically the, the job has been already completely finished, so what's now our task, our job as a Nasi? Only once the Nasim finish taking care of the Yidin and being concerned that they did all their jobs as a Nasi, now they could start thinking about their own donations for the Mishkan, and now they come along and they say, okay, we're going to bring the Avnei Shoyam, these precious stones, and so on and so forth. Nevertheless, says the Rebbe, although as we just explained, it seems to, seems to be the right way how they would, are supposed to generally act. But in fact, in this particular case, a certain chisorin, something came out wrong over here. From which the Nesim understood that they shouldn't have actually waited with the Nadovis of the Mishkan all the way to the end, and how that wasn't the right thing. Rather, they realized that there was a certain amount of laziness that got mixed in as well. In other words, it wasn't pure the way they did it. And this is why, in order to fix that, they came and donated by the Chanukah Samizbeach first. What was the problem over here? What was the Chisari? So Rashi emphasizes it and explains it by saying the following words. He shlimu tzibur es the tzibur did everything. As it says, v'hamolocha hoysa dayom. Everything was sufficient. Everything was enough. In other words, the tzibur had done everything that was needed for the Malachas HaMishkan. In a proper way, in a full way, so that in the, the donations of the Nesim were actually not even necessary, as we'll soon see. The Rebbe is soon going to explain what that means. But once the Nesim saw that the tzibur did everything and that their donations weren't even necessary anymore, so now they start realizing that they no longer have an equal portion, a necessary portion, in the Nedovis HaMishkan together with all the other Yidin, from which they understand that this idea of not giving donations originally was not 100% the way it was supposed to be. Rather, there was some element of laziness as well. How does this work? How do we understand this? So the Rebbe says as follows. When the Yidin came along to give the gold and the silver, etc., from which the kalim of the Mishkan and the Big Dikun are going to be made. When the Yidin see that they actually don't have all the things that are needed, all the 13 things, in other words, they don't have these precious stones and so on. So what do the Yidin do? The Rebbe says that they actually gave more money, donating more silver and gold, enough that we should be able to buy these precious stones. Again, Rashi says they did everything. Dayum, it was all 100% full and complete. So when it says, because the Pasuk says, it means even the things that practically the Yidin didn't have, they were also mashlim. They gave even that by giving lots and lots of money for it so that the full price could be paid for these Avnei Shoyim and Avnei Miluim. So although they didn't have these stones, but they gave the full money for it already. So now come along the Nesim. Yes, they're going to be actually practically giving these stones, but now they feel that they don't have an equal partnership in the Nadavis HaMishkan together with all the Yidin. That is because the Yidin gave everything that was necessary for the Mishkan, even the money for the other stones. So what the Nesim are now giving as a donation is no longer even necessary because technically the Yidin paid for that already as well. That could be bought and there's no real necessity for the donations of the Nesim. And this is, yes, very nice. They, they, they caused that we shouldn't have to buy it because the Nesim could donate it, but it wasn't so necessary anymore. And this is where they felt they're missing something out in the donations for the Mishkan. 
The Rebbe asks in Seif Ches, there's still further clarification that is needed. Since we just said that the proper Seder by Anasi is that he doesn't take care of his own affairs first, he rather has to go and be mashpia on the Yidin. So then the question is, then the other way now the question is, this is what Rashi is asking. Why is it then that by Chanukah HaMizbeach, they do go and give first, which seemingly is the opposite of what we just said, how a Nasi needs to behave. Yes, it's true that by the Melechas HaMishkan, they realize that they didn't do it 100% right. In other words, they shouldn't have waited all the way to the end. But you can say that to fix that up and to correct it is to act not in the way of a Nasi, and therefore to be concerned about yourself first. So therefore, the Rebbe says, we must say that the Nesim, when they realized that by the Nidvas HaMishkan, there was some element of atzlus, of laziness that got in. They understood that they're going to have to act differently when it comes to any sort of donations for the Mishkan. That means, yes, it's true generally the way of a Nasi is that he has to take care of the people first. Nevertheless, when it comes to donations for the Mishkan, things have to work differently. And that's why by Chanukah they did act differently. Why is that? Because when it comes to donating for the Mishkan, what's being accomplished is something very, very major on behalf of, from all the Yidin. V'shachanti b'soichem. The Eibish is now going to dwell amongst the Yidin. This is now going to be a kapora for the Aveira of the Egel. And therefore what was demanded over here, in addition to the fact that yes, every Yid needs to have a participation and donating for the Mishkan, but there's another point that's needed. The Mishkan needs to be set up as quickly as possible. And therefore, although it's true that the task of a Nasi, a Nasi Edo, or the Nasi of the Shevet, is to make sure that the Yidin are doing everything that they need to do, but at the same time, the Nasim also have to make sure that it's happening as quickly as possible, that the Mishkan can happen in the greatest haste. And therefore, they need to make sure that everything is getting ready for the Mishkan practically in the quickest way. And this is why, says the Rebbe, it wasn't appropriate to say that of just waiting for some time and waiting till everyone's going to donate everything or what's going to be missing, we're going to give. Because part of their task as a Nasi demands that at the same time, while they're getting the Yidin to donate whatever they can, at the same time, they have to bring as quickly as possible their own donation as well so that the Mishkan should be able to be built as quickly as possible. And this is why, when it comes to the Chanukah Samizbeach, which is again a very, very general idea, and important that it should be again the Chanukah Samizbeach as quickly as possible, this is important for all the Yidin, this is why over there the Nesim go right away and donate immediately. Says the Rebbe in Siftes, however, the extra sharp Talmud could still ask the following question. How could we possibly say that the Nesim are missing something in their participation with Klal Yisroel and the Nedovis of the Mishkan just because their donation, as we said, wasn't as necessary as everybody else? Seemingly, the actual fact that they were encouraging the Yidin to bring all of the other donations for the Mishkan, they were getting the Yidin to give their Nedovis. Seemingly, that itself should be the participation of the Nesim. In other words, it's all happening because of them. It's all happening with their encouragement. So why are we saying that there's something missing in their nedovois and their donations for the Mishkan? This is what Rashi is coming to answer by hinting that it all comes from Rab Nosen. What's What is Rab Nosen? So the Rebbe says, one of the most famous dinim 
in the Gemara of Rab Nosen. And in fact, this is a din, a halacha, a takana, that's actually called by the name of Rab Nosen. It's called Shibuda de Rab Nosen. And the halacha goes as follows. If you have a person, we'll call him Reuven, owes money to Shimon. Now Shimon also has a debt that he needs to pay Levi. So the halacha is, we take the money from Reuven, and we give it directly straight to Levi, leaving Shimon out of the picture. Again, Reuven owed money to Shimon. Shimon owes money to Levi. So instead of going from Reuven to Shimon, from Shimon to Levi, we take it from Reuven, goes directly to Levi. The Chiddush over here is, that even though that that obligation from Reuven to Levi is coming through Shimon, but once this was established that Reuven is now going to give the money to Levi, so this obligation is completely now between Reuven and Levi. It's almost as if Shimon doesn't exist anymore. It's now completely between Reuven and Levi. Even though Shimon is almost like the middleman over here. Says the Rebbe the same thing over here. Even though the connection of the Yidin to the donations of the Mishkan was accomplished because of the encouragement of the Nesim. And when the Yidin go ahead and they are giving the donations, it's like the case of going from Reuven directly to Levi, so the Yidin are giving the donations to Hashem, but seemingly because of the Nesim, says the Rebbe, no, it's almost as if the Nesim are out of the picture now. Now there's a direct connection between the Yidin and Hashem, as if the Nesim weren't even part of the picture. This is what Rashi is hinting to with the words of Reb that yes, it's true that they encourage, but you can't count it anymore, as if they did a job of Nedavis HaMishkan. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could take it a step further. That in fact, this is exactly what the Nasim themselves thought originally. They thought that since the donations of the Mishkan are coming because of their inspiration, it will be considered as if this is their participation in the Mishkan. So now we can understand even furthermore, when it says, Yisnadvu Tzibur Masha Misnadvu, let the Tzibur give whatever they give. Umasha Mechasrin, Anu Mashlim, and whatever's going to be missing, we're going to be Mashlim, we're going to complete. This Loshin seems to imply that they were not actually even sure that they're going to have to bring anything. They said, we're going to, we're going to be mashing. It doesn't say we're going to bring it. Possibly they won't even have to bring anything. In other words, in their mind, it was obvious that not necessarily they have to even bring anything. It's only if something is going to be missing, fine, we're going to fulfill. We're going to complete that which is missing because something is going to be missing in the Mishkan. But as far as they're concerned, not necessarily they're going to bring anything at all, because in their minds, they did their participation by inspiring the Eden. However, when they see something so amazing, so wondrous, that the Tzibur managed to give everything, they actually did Bishlamus absolutely everything. So suddenly these Nassim feel that this cannot be considered as if they truly had an equal participation. And this is why... They, they, they felt bad and so on. They realized it was their laziness. And by the Chanukah Samizbeach, they gave first. Says the Rebbe in Seif Yudalef. Now we could also understand what Rashi finishes off with saying that because they acted in a lax way, so they're now, they're missing a ois from their name. And the Pasuk says, Vahanasim without the Yud. Seemingly, what's the connection between the idea of laziness and missing a Yud from their name? So the Rebbe says, what it means is as follows. Yud represents the idea of bitul. The missing the Yud means there's some bitul missing. So the Rebbe says, it's not the Pshat that the Yud is missing as a result of them being lazy. It's actually the other way around. The Yud missing, the bitul mis- missing, that's the reason why they're lazy. 
In other words, they're lacking that bitul. This is the idea that they don't realize that, that they think they could just be yaitzah, so to speak, by inspiring other people, and then it's all counted as if they did it. In other words, how is it revealed that they were called Nesim is because of their laziness. That's what we see, that they were actually lazy. In other words, since they were missing the, the absolute bitl, they're feeling as if they are Nesim, they are leaders, and therefore they feel that the Nadovis HaMishkan of the Yidin are coming because of them. And it's only because of, and, and because of them. And as a result of this, they're just going to be mashlim, what's missing by the Yidin. But in other words, on their own, they really did everything already. So this feeling of Nesius caused that there should be a certain level of laziness, that the participation in the Binyan HaMishkan is not equal with all of the other Yidin. So that the Mishkan and the Ashra Sashchino was able to be by Yidin, even without the Nadovis of the Nesim. And this is what the, what the issue was. The Rebbe concludes with the Hayra, like all matters of Torah, there's Hayra to every single Yid. Every single Yid has this idea of being a Nasi. First of all, he's a leader, and in control over his own Irktano, his little city, referring to his Guf. His Ramachi Varim Gidim. More generally, there's the idea that every Yid needs to be a Mashpia, to influence, to be a Nasi, in his own environment, in his own area. So here we have the Hayra, that if a person wants that he shouldn't be lacking in Avoidas Hashem, and that his Mishkan should be complete, he has to make sure that within his Nesis, within his influence on other people, should always feel the Yud, the Bitul. That is, just like a king. We say that specifically a king, once he's bowing by Shemana Esrei, he doesn't get up immediately like other people that get up just for by the end of the Bracha, but rather he stays bowed down for the whole Shemana In other words, he has to have a greater bittel than everybody else. And only in that way, through his bittel, that's the way he could be influencing others. There's never allowed to be that feeling that I, my own koyach, I am the mashpia, I am the nasi, and that the other person's connection to Hashem is only thanks to me. There has to be that level of bittel. So when the level of the Nesius and the Ashpa is with Bittul, then one is Zeichen, not to make a mistake, and to just be Yoytzebah, the fact that he's influencing other Yidin, but rather he's Moisif in his own Avoida, in his own diligence and learning Torah and fulfilling of Mitzvah's Behidur, Beyeser Seis of Yeser Oz. And through this we bring Mashiach Tzitkenu, which his Chiddush is going to be the idea of Oso, the idea of the Yud, Representing the Yechida, may he come and take us out of Golas, bring us to the Gaula, Yelichenu Kaimimiyus Lartzenu.